Hello and welcome to another week's episode of the Cardinal Cast. I am your host, Lonnie Watson, high school counselor, joined with Mr. Jerry Mack, high school principal, and we are talking to you guys today about vaping. <coughs> Mr. Mack, what's the big deal? Vaping. <laughs> That's exactly what we're going to title this. What's the big this deal? Episode. Vaping. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? You know, two years ago, there wasn't a big deal. Three years ago, there was no deal at all. There's no deal at all. I, 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 this is my topic that I brought to you and said, hey, we have to do one on vaping. We have to do this for parents. Um, just uh, people in the public who, you know, they're reading about perhaps in the paper. Are you kidding perhaps me? Perhaps a headline in the local Are paper. Are you kidding me? Oh, right here. Headline. First, Nebraska vaping death reported, you guys. So th- this is the time to bring this one in. Um but this was a topic that as a school administrator, I'm just going to let you know that um, a year ago, year and a half ago is the first time it probably showed up at all. And literally last school year, administrators across the panhandle of Nebraska are just, we're contacting each other like, hey, what do you got going on? Are you seeing these vaping devices? And then this thing came out called Juul. Um, it just absolutely blew up in this region. I'll show you some data uh, blew up nationally as well. So the question is, what is the big deal? What's the big deal? And I was the worst. Well, two things here. I remember when we got our first one here at the high uh-huh. school, and they like transformed from like these big blocky things to then these like cylinder pipe looking things. And now I will never forget the first jewel you got because we didn't know <laughs> what these things looked like. Right. And Mr. Mac got one, and SRO and I got to see it, and they are so small, you guys. I yeah. mean, they're I, tiny. I, seriously, the first ones I saw, I thought it was like a duck call. It does look like <laughs> a duck call, the big one. Giant <gasps> tubes, you yep. know, and there's uh, oils in there. You could actually see the oil move in there if you shook it. Um, they look like giant duck calls. And then we saw some that kind of look like the shape of a, a pack of cigarettes, kind of that rectangular shape with a tube uh, sticking out one end. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Those ones with the box and the tube at the. Yeah, and so you know, seeing those in pockets or out, you know, you, that's the first ones we were grabbing that you know we saw, and then this other device came out where they're just sleek, look like a USB drive, and now the the companies are actually making them look like things that would be in a student's backpack. They do. They look like, I never thought about, they look just like USB drives, like a skinny, long <laughs> USB drive. Yeah. They've got them where they look like pins, yep. the, uh, highlight markers, yep. um, uh, calculators. Just um, They got them built into hooded sweatshirts um, where there's pockets, <laughs> hidden pockets. They've got them built into the little cords, the ties on your hoodie. Um, yeah, they're they're. it's super hard to, to see these things and chase them. You know, back... 20, 30 years ago, it was you could either see a pack of cigarettes mm-hmm. or a chew can in the back of a pocket. <laughs> the little rings. The ring. The yeah, the Copenhagen yeah. ring. Yeah. Um, and, and so it, it just seemed like it was a, a bigger product to find, you yeah. know, tobacco product than what it is now. And I feel like I'm the worst because, and I'm just going to let you roll with this one because you know far more about vaping. I really, I'm kind of here. I think you said you're going to quiz me today. I was going to say, you, you sound like you don't know much. It sounds like I really we, don't. we might need an assessment. So I'm guilty. And you guys, this is, I'm, yeah, I've been guilty yeah. about maybe not making this a, as big of a deal as it, as I should. Um, I, I'm just going to like lay myself on the line. Like kids, kids make mistakes. 
right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm absolutely. not here to throw stones. Kids make mistakes. And what, like, I'm really passionate about, like, what our job is, is to, as parents and as teachers, mm-hmm. as counselors, is to help them, um, you know, consult through with mistakes and be stronger from them right. and better people. Um, so I feel like I've been maybe, um, and if parents have talked to me, being like, oh, it's just... It just feels too easy to me. You know, like back in the day when we were kids and you had to actually smell like a cigarette tray or an ashtray, like it, it like deterred you from, from smoking. Um, but so I've been kind of telling parents like, don't freak out. A lot of the kids are doing, it's just too, like they're making it too easy. But then I see this and I'm like, okay, maybe I need to like change my game and it's a bigger deal than I think it is. Well, and we'll talk about it, but it was marketed as, you know, it's not as dangerous as cigarettes is how it was marketed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also marketed. And what we ran into with our students last year, our students literally would tell me, it's just water vapor. Uh-huh. And so, you know, if it's just water vapor, then, then what's the big deal? Vaping, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? So I have prepared a quiz for you, and I did share that with you. I was going to prepare a quiz, but I, I might have lied a little bit. I'm kind of nervous. I'm nervous now. I, I, I want to do well. I told you I would have five questions. You're going to have ten. Ten questions? All right. So we got a ten-question quiz. And so what we're going to do is we're just going to allow these questions to kind of guide our conversations. Okay. And by the time we get through the ten questions, I think we've pretty much got through the, the, the points of the research that I've looked into. Okay. And when I get three out of ten, like the Internet world will understand that I really don't know that much about baby. <laughs> so what I should. Well, and again, you know, parents, this, this, yeah. this one's for you. Uh, we're really putting this one out for you. Um, and kids to know the information too. Absolutely, and, and truth, yep. truthfully, to back that that statement up is a, you know, an education. You know, like I never thought I would be the smoking police and the dance patrol mm-hmm. and now the vape patrol and all these things you have to do with that comes with school administration. But the truth is, we, because we're in education, I believe we owe it to students and parents to at least get the information to find out known information, hand it to the students, and truthfully, they're going to make the choices they make. So we talk about nutrition, we talk about sleep, we talk about chemical abuse, we talk about character. Mm-hmm. The best we can do is give you the information as accurately as we can find it and then let students make the decision and the choices from there. Um, and that way, at least, Agreed. I just want them to base their choices on facts. real information, on facts. facts. Very yeah. good, very and good. And I need it, this will be good for me and I'll, I'll be vulnerable in front of the internet sure. world for me to learn more so I, I can I do use believe it you, you quizzed me first on the podcast oh of course i did but that's is, it works better that way so it's, it's payback more fun. it's more fun for me so no, I, i'm ready i doubled the length of this so here's question number one all right question number one the first e-cigarette was patented in the u.s over 50 years ago all right so i'm gonna say true but i feel like it should be no like 50 i've only seen these in the high school in like the past two years agreed but i feel like that's an absurd number so i'm gonna say true the answer is true. The first e-cigarette was patented in 1965. 1965. Are you kidding me? Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's crazy. No way. So, I've hardly seen those. Yeah. That means they would have been around when we were going to school. So an e-cigarette. Well, I mean, me. I don't I know 65 years. I don't know about you, but me. <laughs> no, I was born just after 65, <laughs> but yeah, that's pushing it. Um, I've got a few notes here I wanted to share with each of these. Cause, uh, again, the, the goal is to bring you the information that goes with some of these questions. So the first electronic cigarette was patented in 1965. It consisted of a battery-powered element that would heat tobacco flavor without combustion. All right. Okay, then similar smokeless non-tobacco product 
these flavored cigarettes, they were introduced in 1986, which I still don't recall. I was in high school then. Flavored cigarettes? Yeah, and so they had the flavored e-cigarettes in 86, but it never took off. And it said that the, the modern e-cigarette, as we know it, was developed in China in 2003. So 2003, and then it took a few years to make its way uh, into the United States. So. Wow. Yeah, it goes back to 1965. I'm, that's crazy to me that it goes back that far, and it just feels like it's hit hard here it in has. the last couple of years. <laughs> we'll talk about that as well. But So it, that, that question also helps define what an e-cigarette is. They're, they are battery-operated. You bet. The, uh, when they suck the vapors in, it activates the battery. It heats mm -hmm. the, the chemicals that are in there, the oil. Um, it's usually in oils. Um, heats those, and so you're you're inhaling the nicotine, the um, that's the, the product that's in tobacco. So that's question number one. You're doing good. You're one for one. 100%. Let's stop here. Okay. So let's go to number two. <laughs> question number two. Keep looking. I'm trying to peek. Vaping is an approved therapy for smokers trying to quit. Well, I mean, they chew the gum and the gum has nicotine. So I'm going to say true. Okay. And the answer is false. Oh, gosh darn it. But that shows, your answer to that shows exactly what marketing has done for, for yeah. these companies. Because that's how they marketed the e-cigarettes was that it was an alternative to smoking and they were implying that it was healthier. And truthfully, they didn't have the data to show that they were, you know, lying about it. They just, they didn't know. Huh. But they led us to believe that it was less harmful. And maybe it is. I will, I'll let you guys figure that out for yourself. But... Yeah, people. Yeah, that's true. People are headlines say so. people are dying related to vaping. So it goes back to 2008. So we talked about China created the the, the modern day e-cigarette in 2003. In 2008, the World Health Organization came out against vaping, uh, noting that contrary to what some marketers of e-cigarettes implied with their advertisements, it is not a legitimate therapy for smokers trying to quit. Interesting. Furthermore, a year later in 2009, the FDA, so that's more here in the U.S., they also warned against um, vaping as a legitimate therapy for smokers trying to quit. Mm -hmm. And both organizations stated that there needs to be far more clinical testing before they would make a stance one way or another as far as whether it should be legitimate. And they've since kind of talked about it's not So it's can't not use legitimate. the excuse, we're vaping, <coughs> I'm vaping because I'm trying to break my nicotine habit or I'm vaping because I'm trying to quit. It's yes. not, it's not a yes. tool for that. Okay. And I think their argument, if you made the argument that it's not as unhealthy for the carcinogens from a combustible conventional cigarette, probably accurate because the harmful parts in an e-cigarette aren't anything combustible mm -hmm. in that type of a carcinogen. It's actually a different, different chemicals inside the vape makes it harmful. So you could twist the wording on that and make it probably kind of make some true statements that to apply, you know, it's an alternative. I just don't know if it's a safer alternative. Mm -hmm. And that's what the organizations were stating. They need more trials before they'd say whether it's any safer or not. I need more trials. I'm only 50% now. Oh, you I are. I feel good you about are. that. All right. Let's get you back on this one. <clears throat> let's see if this one's an easier right. one. Hint, it's not. Damn. <laughs> Unlike, because question number three. Unlike smoking conventional cigarettes, secondhand vape or vape smoke, is not dangerous. So unlike conventional cigarettes, secondhand smoke is not dangerous. I, I really am just hoping, I'm going to vote with my heart that that's false. I hope it is dangerous. Well, it's, maybe I don't hope it's dangerous because I don't want like myself or my kids to have to, okay, I'm going to say false. It's false. Yes. It's false. 
2016, uh, Surgeon General's report um, came out after doing some research of the chemicals, and they said that the secondhand vape contains benzene, and I had to look that up. Benzene is found in car exhaust, apparently. Uh, and it also has heavy metals such as nickel, tin, and lead, among other chemicals. So it's still not a safe byproduct mm -hmm. to be inhaling. So right. secondhand vapor is still not healthy. Not it's healthy. clearly not healthy. It has some um, mm -hmm. very dangerous chemicals in there. Okay. Two for three? Yes, yeah, two for three. I'm climbing back up there on the percentage scale. Okay. We're moving to question number four. E-cigarettes right. e are currently the most commonly used tobacco product among youth. So oh, this thing we never really heard of. Right. It's been around supposedly since 65 or patented in 65. Yeah. And then China come out with the new product in 2003. Yeah. So the question is, do are e-cigarettes the most commonly used tobacco product among youth? Okay, so I'm going to say true, and I'm going to tell a story about this because I'm running, you guys. I'm going for a jog last weekend and guess what i see on the ground in our parking lot containers these cartridges e-cigarette the, yeah, e the pods, card, the pods. Yep. they're called the pods so i'm gonna say true the answer is true the crazy part is so this this product that we never even heard of um youth are using it more than smokeless tobacco the copenhagen's and the skulls they're using it more than it surpassed cigarettes conventional cigarettes just last February. Mm -hmm. So in February of 2019 is when the e-cigarettes surpassed conventional cigarettes as the most commonly used tobacco product among youth. Now they're wow. ca comparing it to a tobacco product because of the nicotine. Right. Almost always contains nicotine. Some pods in do um, include the THC. In fact, some of the deaths I'm not going to get into an argument whether vaping is causing these deaths because most of the deaths are older people with medical mm -hmm. um, problems anyway. Um, but they, what they're basically saying is the vaping clearly made things worse for the individual. Right. Um, and most of them are connected to the THC, vaping the THC products, um, I believe. I don't know if that's 100% true. And this news keeps coming out. every. It's different every week because this is so new. I'm learning. Yep. So e-cigarettes. Yeah, that's just crazy how um, there was a spike. In fact, let me. I'm going to change my next question real quick. I'm just okay. going to change the order. And that one, that last one, didn't surprise me. Like the other ones, kind of did, see, but that one didn't, just because of what we see. Like in my office, kids are pretty bold to tell me <laughs> what yeah. what they're doing, and I, I want them to be open with me. And we have a lot of kids that are vaping. So that one didn't surprise. The other ones kind of were shocking to me, but that one was not. But what's crazy to me is it came out of nowhere. Just nowhere, yeah. I mean, it came out of yeah, nowhere right. and surpassed cigarette smoking right. among youth. And and by youth, I think they're, I don't know if it's adolescent, 15 to 18. It didn't, The my notes in front of me don't have the age. It just says youth. But that it's just crazy that the conventional cigarettes or smokeless tobacco that's been around for so long and so common in the mm -hmm. convenience stores, et cetera, where you could purchase them, have been overtaken mm -hmm. by this e-cigarette craze. This just blows my mind. Yeah. Okay, we're going okay. to question number five. Fire away. <clears throat> question number five. E-cigarettes had the largest ever recorded single-year increase for any adolescent substance in the U.S. It had the highest one-year jump of any substance for adolescents in U.S. history. It had the highest jump of any substance in the high school, so I'd say yes. It is. So I tied that in. That's why I moved that yeah. question up. It, it's true. The year was the... Here's what's crazy. We're, we're recording this in October of 2019. 
the year, the school year of 2017 to 18, 17 to 18, that was the year it jumped. It was like, I think in high school seniors, it jumped who were smoking or excuse me, vaping, um, jumped by 78%. Middle schoolers jumped by like 48 or 50%. That one year increase is what um, allowed um, the FDA to put the label epidemic on it for youth. Mm-hmm. So it's now considered, vaping is considered an epidemic. Wow. Because of the just, it's, I can't believve in one year. I mean, that just blows my mind. Oh, it's just too easy. I just keep coming back to this idea. <clears throat> it's too easy. They can put them up their sleeves and their hoodies and it's easy. So the, if, you know, if you're inhaling nicotine, okay, that's the same chemical that's in uh, tobacco, that's the addictive chemical. Um, so who are you marketing that to? So my first thought was, well, they originally marketed to smokers, trying to get an alternative that was considered safer. But that wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And so then we go to question number six to talk about the marketing. You ready? This is going to make me angry, I have a feeling. E-cigarette tobacco pod flavors include, okay, so what flavors can you purchase? They include all of these, cream brulee, chocolate, mango, gummy bear, and cotton candy. Come on, cotton candy. What adult wants to like, hmm, I have a little cotton candy. Well, maybe me. (laughs) True or false, do they include those flavors? Yeah, I think they do. Because I think I saw a news article that said they're trying to ban those flavors. True. Yep. Isn't that so? Who are you marketing to? So you tried going after the current smokers. Middle school kids. As an alternative. And then you go to cotton candy, mango, cream brulee, chocolate, strawberry, melon. There's a whole bunch of flavors. It goes on and on. Mint is a common one. But when you're putting mango, when you're putting cotton candy. Cotton candy, gummy gummy bears, don't be dumb. it's, It's obvious who you are now trying to market to. And this is about money. Bottom line, these companies, it's about money, how to make more money. So they tapped into the youth, and youth are going to have maybe have that rebellious, you know, maybe that's what they're looking for. And they got them. As soon as they came out with the flavors, Mm -hmm. it took off. It took off. And the point in the U.S. and one of the arguments is it's one thing to present this stuff to adults. You know, like alcohol, we don't allow anyone under 21 in this state to purchase. Uh, Tobacco products, you got to be 18 to purchase. But when you're putting gummy bears and cotton candy, you're making it appealing to quite a bit younger audience than that. Mm-hmm. And so the argument is that the, the way you're marketing this product and the flavors you're putting in there, you're going after our youth. Mm-hmm. And the question is, is, that, is it healthy? Right. Is it, are there health concerns? Right. And I, I read, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I know, Jerry, you know, <clears throat> you're well-researched on this. So they're banning the flavors, but that ban might only be for certain states. Is that right? Correct. I'm kind of confused. I need to read it more in depth. So I think the federal government, the FDA, is a little leery about doing anything at the federal level. And, of course, this political environment we're in, uh, they've tried to hand more control, I think, to the states. Okay. So it, you're right. The states are who has kind of put the responsibility on trying to come up with their own, which is probably the right move, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, given power to the states to choose. So there, some states are looking at increasing the purchase age to age 21. And some states are looking at banning flavors, mm-hmm. those those child flavors. You know, right. I would guess cotton candy right. would fall in there. I'm not saying an adult wouldn't like cotton candy flavoring. I mean, or let's be honest. I buy I it like for my children, and then too. it's like they go to bed, and I'm just eating it. Right. So. It's just that it's clearly flavors that would be also appealing yeah. to youth. Got it. Yeah, to the minors. So. All right. I went on a streak there of getting correct answers. I just want to point that out to the internet world. You're doing really I good. I think I went three in a row there. I've got some tough ones coming, and but we're going to go to question number seven. Okay. 
The term jeweling describes the newest high school dance craze. True or false? <laughs> false? <laughs> no, it's still grinding. Grinding no, still grinding. The, the current the, one. The, what is the Blanco song? The two, oh, the you got the get, get up. up. The get up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the get up's pretty popular. We are playing the get up during a hall break here, yeah, was it yeah. yesterday? And we had students in the commons trying to do the get up. My nieces were doing the get up pretty awesome yeah. the other night. So jeweling is not a dance craze, and I think parents craze. are aware of this. They've seen it in the news enough. Jeweling, um, grinding, however, take <laughs> yeah. that away from kids. Good we, luck we, we, if you'll be popular in your school yeah. again. We ban grinding and jeweling. <laughs> mean. <laughs> That's we the patrol. So, yeah. We're so mean. Yeah. So, um, but here's what's crazy. So this product came out called Jewel. It's just a company name, Jewel, J U U L, Jewel, and it turned in. They, it's a verb. People like teenagers are jeweling, jeweling. It be that verb. You know your brand has hit and saturated the market when your your company name yeah. becomes a verb. And that's what I'm finding. Like when my friends and I we go for runs, those pods mm -hmm. are the jewel pods. I think so. Yeah. At least I think that's what we're seeing in our town a lot. They're sleek. They're um, you can plug them into a USB to charge the battery. It's got the wall socket where you could plug it into there too into the into the outlet um, it's about the size of maybe two pencils side by side mm -hmm. they're not quite as long as that yep. and so the problem we run into in school administration is they're just it's just easy to hide them yep. it's Very. super easy to hide a jewel um, I've told the story before but I've had students who we uh, an adult saw them vaping walked True into story. the school yeah you know, I've got reasonable suspicion so therefore I can search a student and take it away no big deal I mean this is what administrators are required to do is enforce um, policy. I bring the student in and the adult said they, the, the we knew it was in her boot. It was in her <laughs> UGG boot. Yep. It saw like one of them saw her pull it out of her UGG boot. Yep. And so it's like, I kind of know that. So I've got that in my back pocket. I'm thinking, okay, I, I'm going to wait and do the UGG boot last. Cause that's where the jewels at. So I bring this student in and said, okay, you know, you had a hoodie on empty your pockets, willingly emptied her pockets. And she just had those, what do you call them, like leggings? Leggings, I live in them. Okay, no pockets. Amazing, no pockets. They're just leggings and yep. a regular, like a t-shirt or something. And so there's no other pockets other than the, the the sweatshirt hoodie. And so now I'm grinning because I know where it's at. I know it's in that Ugg boot. So I'm just waiting and I'm grinning, kind of being a little cocky. And I go, okay, now take your boots off. And I'll never forget that student giving me the look. You with a smile. Beat. She beat you. She smiled, <laughs> willingly took them. I knew right there. I was like, oh, I am beat. It, I could feel it. I am beat. It is little, not in the boot. It's a little smirk. I would it gladly wasn't, take it. Yeah, and it wasn't in the boot. There's this, if you ever go to round 14 of Rocky 1, <laughs> Rocky is down, and Apollo Creed looks over, and Rocky starts to get up, and the music's playing. And Apollo Creed just has that look. <laughs> that was you. That look where his soul was taken. He was beat. He was done. That was me. I, it's just one of those funny things that you know, I smile about it now, and the student's yep. not, no longer, um, you know, she's um, out of high school now. Yep. But it, it was just hilarious that it's like, oh, you got me. I, yep. I know you got me. And so my point is, it's a small, sleek device. Where would yeah. a where would a girl perhaps hide? Yeah, you're not going to be able to find yeah. the, you know, and it's just, it is what it is. That's what I say to parents. That's why, I mean, it's just mm -hmm. too easy. It's too and easy. And for, 
whether it's parents or school administrators that are listening to this, yeah. just so you know, um, we do, you know, as administrators, we can search um, based on reasonable suspicion, but scope of the search comes into play. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, I know that girls tuck phones and stuff in sports bras and we probably guys time. stick, you know, phones or whatnot inside waistbands. So it's either in the waistband or it's or it's tucked in the upper body. And so the question is, do I go for it? No. Never. 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 The scope is not important. It's not like a weapon that's going to hurt somebody else. So that's where she smiles. (laughs) I knew I was beat. You were beat. I was beat. You were beat. And we had a nice discussion. And we get beat all the time on that. I mean, it's just too hard. It's too hard to It was kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious now. I love this story. Yeah. Um, Especially because I know that kid and I love that kid. I know. I do too. (laughs) I do too. Um, It's just one of those where it's a funny story and it... You know, there's a little bit of relationship building in no, there because absolutely. I didn't beat the kid up over it. No. The kid knew what I knew, and kind of like we had that look. You know, I was like, "Dang it!" Yep. You know, and and uh, but at least you know the student knew we were watching and we were aware, and we were gonna come in and empty pockets, those kind of things. So, very, very, very difficult uh, for school administrators to monitor these the the vaping devices, especially when when they went to that sleek design of the jewel. The jewel, not a dance move. And you don't smell them. Uh, I've never, I mean, I've never been right up in the vapors, but you know, if a student was in the bathroom vaping, there's, it's hard. They have detectors. You can, administrators in the panhandle, we were talking about, you know, smart. we're on a listserv with a bunch of principals saying, Hey, any of you purchase vape detectors? So principals in the panhandle looked into it and they're about a thousand dollars a piece. Ah. And then you still have to install. Yeah. And so they were wanting to put them in every bathroom. And so what the companies tend to do is they will sell you the $1,000 model plus give you some dummy models that you can put up in some of your bathrooms so that you don't know which ones are the real vape detectors and which ones aren't. And I don't know of a single school that has the funds. You know, we're public schools that has the funds to monitor that way. So they're just hard to find, hard to see, um, easy to hide. So... I did get that question, right? Yep. Jeweling is, not, Jeweling a dance is move. not a dance move. It's my contribution to this podcast today. <laughs> you Thank go. you. Be here all week. <clears throat> You're doing good. You're Thanks. doing really good. Thanks. I feel good. Uh, well, go I don't question. feel good about this topic, but I feel good about my performance well, on this you're, quiz. Our goal is that we're learning something we're learning. about I am learning. I'm learning a lot. Vaping. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? The big deal is it's hard to find them. It's hard. Okay. And they've got all these flavors where they're... Stupid. Selling them to kids. Don't be dumb. Cotton candy. Come on. All right, I'm ready. Question number eight. Research shows that kids who vape are more likely to smoke conventional cigarettes. Because here you got this Ooh. alternative, so you don't need to. Um, I think anytime our students dabble with anything, it makes them a little bit more prone and at risk for anything else. Like they always try, students always try to fight with me like, oh, weed's not a gateway drug. I'm like, God, my experience would just say otherwise, because it it just Mm -hmm. seems like in my, it seems like they're more likely to try anything when they try something. So I'm going to say true. They're more likely, right? That's how you phrase it one more time. Research shows that kids who are, that kids who vape are more likely to smoke conventional cigarettes. Yeah, I'll say true. It is true. It's true. Um, cry- I was grinding over that one. Could you the, tell? The data that came out, you, you did good. I think you were just trying to get it phrased <laughs> right because you didn't want to miss it. But you, you were, your thoughts were dead on. Um, and it's for the, exactly what I think what you're saying. So research, here's the crazy part. They're twice as likely. Really? That's, that's national research yeah. from this year. Students who vape are twice as likely, is what research shows for the U.S., mm. to smoke a conventional cigarette. Yeah. Ooh. 
So they're actually starting with the vape, and once you get the habit of you know holding this device, putting it to your mouth, and sucking on it, it's and you're already in a you know truthfully you're breaking you're violating law, mm-hmm. school policies already. Right. Once you cross the line a little bit, it's easier just to take that one more step and one so more too. step. Yep. So they talk about gateway drugs, and I haven't heard anything that said that vaping is a gateway drug, and I'm not yeah. implying that. No, I shouldn't use that term because that's just, a big term. Yeah, It's just the mindset that yeah. once you're doing something wrong, yeah, a little bit wrong, then a little bit more wrong, and maybe a touch more wrong yeah. is just easier to do. Um, in my hands, and the podcast audio audience doesn't know this, but in my hands is our latest, um, for Shadron Public Schools, our latest report, we do a... Um, what do I want to say? An anonymous survey we do each year. It's the Nebraska Risk and Protective Factor student survey data. And we do this with all 8th graders, 10th graders, and 12th graders. And we did it in September of 2019. So the data just come back. And our data shows that vaping is the, the one substance that is connected with other sub- substance use as well. So in other words, people tend to vape and then one other substance abuse at least but it isn't like smoke a cigarette and do weed, smoke weed. It's vape and smoke weed. Or it's not, well, drink alcohol and smoke cigarettes. It's vaping and drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. So our data for our 8th, 10th, and 12th graders shows that vaping is connected with more other substances than, wow. than any of That's the, really powerful. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, it's hot off the press. Hot actually off the press. just came oh, in. Good. Uh, we just got the email version. I just printed yeah. it off just this week. Wow. From uh, UNL is who supports that. Their public policy center provides that. So, yep. <clears throat> so we're to question nine. Question nine. Adolescents are less likely to develop addictive habits to substances than adults. False. I believe they are more likely. I'm summoning my psychology degree, or not my degree. Background do, you, do you know? There. You're correct. It's false. Yeah, because brain development, right? There you yeah, go. I was going right. to ask you why we're do you think? Developing. That's that yep. key point where the frontal lobe's connecting, where we're making those right. So there's two stages in life where the brain does the most developing, mm-hmm. the most rapid pace developing, in the like at my first, baby's age. Exactly. Yeah. The first is like mm-hmm. birth to six. Yep. Birth to six is the most brain development, learning language, learning to walk, all yep. the motor skills, and et cetera. Okay? Then it slows down a bit, and it picks up again from, I'm going to, through the adolescent years, and roughly age 15 to 20, 21, mm-hmm. maybe 13 to 20, somewhere in there. Um, it's one of the reasons, that's the research, I think, that's connected with why we don't allow purchasing alcohol until age 21. Because truthfully, if you make it to 21 and then start some of those substances, um, you're less likely to have, um, I don't know if disorder is a very good word, but... Addictive behaviors. Yeah, the addictive behaviors later than life. Because you got that frontal lobe developed, right. I, I think I saw research once. I thought it was alcohol. If you if you do these um, controlled substances, I'll go with, because I know it, it's true for that. Controlled substance use through the teenage years, you're like five times more likely to have um, some mental disorders later in life. Mm-hmm. Whether it's... So and and the belief is it's because of that rapid growth the brain is it's the second most growth that your brain mm-hmm. um, goes through in our lifetime is through that those teenage years that right. adolescent years. So by putting these foreign substances into the into the system, uh, they think that's what's causing um, especially addictions. There's all kinds of studies on alcohol and cigarettes on the addictions and um, and so the concern is you're putting nicotine that same addictive chemical into the adolescent brain. 
at a vulnerable age. And it's, yeah. Yep, yeah, you nailed it. Yep. Um, they're just, the brain development makes them more vulnerable to addictions. Yeah. Ah, makes sense. Have you noticed that? Now, I always kind of pause here. Like, sometimes I talk to students, I talk about this just a little bit. I know friends from high school who was consuming, whether it's alcohol or smoking cigarettes. In my life, that seems to be true. Like, they're more addictive yeah. later in life. Um, I, Mr. Mack, I don't know. I was an angel in high school. And so I just, you know. You got that same look, that same grin that that girl had in my office. <laughs> I was an angel. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that. No. Now, I we're talking about yes. regular use. So, yes, I yeah. would say yes. Yeah, regular say, use. Yeah. Now, regu- regular yeah. consuming alcohol as right. a 15-year-old, 16, 17-year-old. Right. Those are the people that are far more addictive later in life, that regular use, not you well, know, once And I just think, you, yeah, like you said, there's so much development going on in your brain at that point of, in your life. And, exactly. You know, there's a whole bunch of other reasons why some of us might be more susceptible to addictive behaviors anyway. And so if you are even one of those people and then you make a habit of it, it's hard to break. Right. Yep. All right. We're to question number 10. I think I've only missed one. You've done really good. But who's counting? Oh, I've got it written right here. You're, you're eight for nine. You missed question number one. one. You thought twice. You took yep, you an extra 30 seconds on grinding. question number seven. I'm not competitive <laughs> okay. at all. Okay, question number 10. The long-term health impacts of e-cigarettes are worse than smoking conventional cigarettes. Oh, gosh. How can you do true or false? I don't think we know yet, do we? Oh, you nailed it. That's the answer. So false? My answer is question mark. Question mark. Yeah. Cause so we can't say true. No. We can't say false. Okay. Because... Why? We don't have enough research. There's not we enough have data. Zero, zero data on long-term vaping use. But that's crazy because it's been around like these e-cigarettes since '65, but just no one's been doing it. Wasn't it wasn't used. Yeah. Yeah. And so now we've got like one in four teenagers doing it. So we're gonna have a lot of data here pretty soon. Yeah. So it was the late, you know, 2000s. You know, like you know that we said after China introduced it or mm-hmm. came out with the newest e-cigarette. It took a few years to make it to the U.S., and it took a few years to catch on. Mm-hmm. So the data is really coming out in the 2000, I'll just make this up, but clearly we know 2016, 17, and 17 to 18 is where it blew up with mm-hmm. the youth. Um, so this data is so new, and my point is vaping. What's the big deal? That's the name of this podcast mm-hmm. or in this, um, this video. And th- what's the big deal is we don't know what yeah. the long-term effects are. It's we can true. list some short-term effects. I think I have some of that. Um, from the coughs. By the way, I saw one um, article that said that vaping, um, vaping just the water particles actually inhibits the lungs from clearing mucus like it normally would. Therefore, that in itself is causing some of the, like the coughing and trying to clear out some of that in the lungs. It's just, you know, you're putting water vapors in there, let alone the the metal products, the the tins and Mm -hmm. lead and nickel that we talked about. What nicotine is doing in the the bloodstream. And and we talked about pods. We talked about flavors. The other pods are THC, which is the chemical Uh in marijuana that that makes the feeling of getting high. Um, They make those, and you can buy those on on the market. In other words, Juul might not be making a pod that fits their product with THC, but you can buy them. Somebody is, but somebody is. Yeah, you can buy them that'll fit in there. Mm -hmm. So that you can purchase those THC a lot of oils. I, I know I found when vaping first came out, literally I had oil leak out once in my, because I stuck it in my desk drawer mm-hmm. and it leaked out. It was just gross. Mm-hmm. And so they'll use some of the different cannabis oils and whatnot. You can put about anything in there you want. It should be my, my point. And I do want to touch on this. 
just a little bit, and I, I've heard this with various substance abuse and with students, um, that, you know, it, it's the only thing that calms my anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the only thing that calms my anxiety. And I just want to remind parents out there, um, it is just not the right coping strategy for an 18 year old kiddo who's got a frontal lobe that's not fully developed. Right. I mean, um, let us work with your students on various coping strategies. Let's try therapy. Let's try counseling. Let's try physical fitness. Let's try hiking. We try anything, but man, I am kind of tired of hearing students tell me that this is what, wow, wow. Even vaping, just like the water vapors or vaping. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not a good enough remedy to, to help with cutting off smoking, it's probably not the right coping mechanism for, um, anxiety. Same thing as alcohol. And I'll just use, I, I grew up with a, with a mom who had severe, severe panic and anxiety disorder. And I knew that from when I was little, we'd go into Walmart and we'd be killing it. We'd be doing fine. And she'd have a panic attack and we'd have to just leave everything right there and go. And I knew that from little, like she just had those. Um, and she started using alcohol to cope and in the moment it works, but it just compounds the issue. And I feel like uh, any I, we can sub alcohol for whatever substance we want to for vaping for marijuana for nicotine you know um i just don't want 18 year olds you're not fooling me that's mm-hmm. that's not coping with your anxiety that's increasing anxiety and i have years of proof in working with students just to to use as ammo for that one right um sometimes i get the arguments um from adults truthfully as much as a youth about you know, like marijuana. I, I don't. I'm not here talking about marijuana. Notice, I'm talking about the e-cigarettes and the tobacco, the nicotine that's in there mm-hmm. is, is bad enough. And I've mentioned THC because it can also be vaped. Mm-hmm. But there's these arguments that you know CBD oil and all that has this medical effect. I, I'm not going to argue that one bit. Um, but let a doctor decide Absolutely. whether youth, whether kids yep. should be experiencing that is, is is probably one of my points. Is I don't know if this vaping these chemicals, the aerosols that contain the, that's where some of those metals come from directly into the lungs is the way to do it. You know, CBD oil can be given a lot. And I think there's going to be more research coming out to support the use of CBD oil in the future is just how I believe. Um, Because, you know, there's that argument of, you know, there's cultures that have used that for thousands of years, Mm -hmm. you know, a a long time. And so there's probably, there very well could be medical, um, benefits of it. I'm not arguing that. I'm talking about vaping this stuff directly into mm-hmm. lungs with the aerosols that it's contained in. Um, it's just, I, and, I, and notice I haven't also compared it to sucking in smoke mm-hmm. directly into the lungs with the carcinogens there. So I'm not comparing it, you know, which one's better, which one's worse. I'm just simply saying it's not healthy. The short-term, the short-term health effects uh, include impairing the ability for the lungs to clear mucus, increase the risk of heart attack, um, there's a whole studies on the secondhand vape smoke and, and the effects of it makes asthma symptoms worse, cough, coughness, short of breath, um, some pulmonary issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so right now what's hitting the news is I think some people with some health, um, issues, you know, it's compounding, it's compounding their issues and we're having fatalities just like the headline you showed. So seems like it's a big deal. Yeah, I was not making a very so. big deal, and and I won't. I mean, it's one of those things that I honestly think. Here's the flip to it: our kids make mistakes. Right. What if our kid makes a mistake, juuling or vaping or doing that? What an opportunity we have to teach. 
Like what a blessed opportunity we have to have real conversations, make sure we're building relationships where kids still want to come to us and talk about this stuff. It's important. And, and my point is to get the information to parents and students early enough before they're regular users of the, right. to me, it's the hazards of the nicotine, the addictive stuff that's going in there as well for this teenage brain that's developing. So let Just, it develop. You know, vaping, what's the big deal? So these 10 questions were to show you some of the issues we're running into, some of the data and research that's out there. But I, I'm okay leaving it to you with, you know, the listener. So what is the big deal? You know, what, st- mm-hmm. what stood out to you? Here's one thing I can tell you about smoking. And, and this was some data I meant to uh, bring up in one of the questions. But in the 1980s, and I think it was the FDA did the study, in the 1980s, they said about 40% of seniors had smoked conventional cigarettes. So the data in the 80s was 40% of students the age of seniors in high school were, had smoked conventional cigarettes. They did all this mark because it took, it took a while. The research get, got, uh, was, was conducted on the, the health effects and, and, uh, of smoking. But it took forever for that to hit the mainstream. And so they just pumped millions of dollars into advertisements and commercials and PSAs. It went from 40% to, in 2017, it was 7%. So It was hardly any, wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. From the 1980s, 40% of your seniors were smoking or had smoked cigarettes. And in 2017, it was 7%. Mm-hmm. And in 2018, it's 30% are actively vaping Wow, that's a e- huge e-cigarettes. Jump. It's just like so everything, easy. all that money spent on the advertisements, all everything was wiped out in like a year. And that's why the, they're calling it an epidemic. The 2017, 2017 to 2018, that one year changed the landscape. Our data shows it that we just got back too from our anonymous survey of students. Crazy. In one year... I, we see it. I, we see, I see it when I'm out on my jog. I hear about it in my office. Um, I mean, we see it. Yeah. It's tripled yeah, for us as far as if you combine who was smoking before versus who's vaping yeah. now, it's tripled. Absolutely. Is what our data is showing here at our school. So, you know, well, what's the big deal? What's the big it's, deal? I'll it's tell you one big good. deal. It's a feel good episode, one, you guys. One big deal is this thing is blowing up. It's blowing it's up. It's rampant. Yep. So, and I felt like we did a pretty good job communicating with parents early. I mean, this stuff hit us last fall in yeah. the school. We just, I hadn't seen a jewel until a year ago. And all of a sudden we started pushing and I was give, I provided information for other area mm-hmm. principals. I know some of the schools in the panhandle actually used um, some releases that I, some stuff I typed up even, and we're just borrowing from each other and we're talking with principals. Like, what do you, you know, I remember visiting with a principal down in Eastern Nebraska and I used some of their information mm-hmm. Uh, to add to ours, trying to get get ahead of this, just letting parents know what's going on and, and the accessibility. So, you know, it's, I don't know, the, there's the argument it's the lesser of two evils between smoking actual cigarettes and vaping these particles into your lungs and whatever, if that's how you make decisions. But Didn't part of me says, good. My uh, 10 true-false questions, yeah. that'll keep me from wanting to be anywhere near yeah. some of those. So just, anyways. There's Knowledge some, is power. Knowledge is power. It so is. interesting. It's a heck of a topic. And, and you know, we we ended. We should go back. Here we just did it twice in a row. You talked about your rant on Infinite Campus at the end of last week's episode. I did rant. I did rant. If you last did week. not hear that, you should go back to our YouTube <laughs> channel, scroll back and find yep. us. Um, all these videos are, are, are housed on our Shadron HS a YouTube channel. 
And you talked about you know, it's the um, persuasive design we talked mm-hmm. about and how notifications and how they, you know, companies are trying to hook you and how they product or how they um, In market this campus stuff. even come on. And so this is the same thing. Yeah, it's they marketed with these flavors to hook and then the nicotine keeps you coming back. Yep. So they're, they're you know, they're, they're clever. It's clever to market the way they did. And to whoever thought of coming out with flavors, these flavors, I mean, it, it really did its job. I mean, they're in so one expensive. year. Children, what can you be using your money for more wisely? Very expensive. Yeah, it, I, I can't remember if it was $48, $50 to buy the <gasps> initial jewel, $20 for the pods after that yes. or something. Yeah, that's a lot of money to be spending. It's a lot of gas money, children. Puff away. Keep the money up in, in smoke. <laughs> in the gas tank, yeah. not in the vapes. So that's all I have. I feel like I did good. I got 90%. You did I feel really good, good about that because I came into this podcast being like, you're going to lead this one because I don't do discipline in my office. I, You and I have a good deal where you let me stay away from discipline a lot of yeah. the times because it hurts the relationships I can build with students. And they don't trust me if I'm part of discipline. So, mm-hmm. so I know they're doing it, but I don't ever, I don't know all the consequences so we were at an admin meeting this morning and i brought that up because you and i talked about how vaping is an example where it needs to be the discipline and the the policies need to be on the principal and not on the school counselor in your office because if i do discipline i have to do that you know enforce policies your job is to do the support and the counseling and the teaching after that Mm -hmm. and so it's worked well for us that's why you know the only the only like gimme i threw in there was the dance crave called jeweling that was the only easy easy one. The well, rest I of actually those, I second guess myself on that one. Like, if there's a dance called the Jewel and I don't know about it, I'm gonna be really frustrated. I was really, myself. you know, those are really tough. So I, yeah. I hope for our audience out there that you found that uh, that you learned something today. Or um, I'm not here judging and I'm not here telling no. what's right and wrong and all that. I'm just trying to give you some information. So. Thanks for joining us this week. Um, hope you learned something. I learned something because I've really I've been in the dark on this for for quite some time. So thank you for that. Um, we will be back next week. If you are listening on iTunes, if you go ahead and rate, review, share the podcast, share the love, we would love to hear what you think about it. Appreciate having you guys. I'm Lonnie Watson, high school counselor, Jerry Mack, principal. We'll be back next week with the Cardinal Cast.